Weeknights, 8 to 11. This is the Kaketsov Sachane Show, only on Cape Talk. At 21 minutes to 10, Tim Lundy is here. Ooh, thank you very much for your patience, eh, Tim. <laughs> but you also learned some stuff while listening to uh, my dear friend Damon Durant. Yeah, I'm always, always happy to. Yeah, you must learn. You're going to learn. You're learning. <laughs> <laughs> We're hiking with Tim Landy, of course. Any hiking-related questions that you might have, be part of the conversation on 021-446-0567. Rescue recap? Rescue recap. Uh, three lost hikers in the dark on Friday night, and they were brought down by vehicle. Um, so we weren't really called out. It was more sand parks. So it just went up, got their location, went in and got them. Um, but with the temperatures dropping the way they are, I mean, this morning I got into the car, it was nine degrees. Yeah. I can just imagine how cold it was up on the mountain. You can sort of take about five degrees off that. So it gets cold. And um, yeah, so people being stuck up in the mountain late at night, as soon as the sun goes down, so does the temperature. And is it people taking chances or is it, I suppose sometimes it's people who get lost and then it gets dark, but... I know that I. W- the thing with the thing with the mountain, especially with with Table Mountain, is it's it's like a network, like a maze of paths. Mm. And if you don't know those paths and you don't know the ravines well, trying to get lost is not something that takes a lot of effort. You can get lost very quickly up there. Um, what they have done at all the intersections, they've actually put um, what they call these hubs, mm. which are sort of directional. So it, it kind of tells you where you are, where you want to be, where other places are in relation to where you are. Um, so it kind of helps people, but it also has a hub number. So often when you get to one of those things, there's an emergency number on that, and you can actually phone that, and they will then ask you, if you're at a hub down at the bottom, there's mm. a hub number. Mm. And as soon as we see that hub number, we know exactly where you are. So it's much easier for for actually to come and get you. And what you keep reminding us of is stick to the trail. Stick to the trail. Don't um, be clever. Two weeks ago, there were two rescues where people had left the trail. Yeah. Um, and then just kept walking into the unknown and got stuck and, and then realized they couldn't turn back because it was getting too late. So was that the only one or was there No. Another? So then there was another one, which was an, um, a rock climber that was injured above Camps Bay, um, but he was airlifted off. So... I'm not sure of the extent of the injuries, but um, I, I think it slipped and fell. I'm not really sure, but it was it was quite a quite a hairy one. It wasn't one that we could just go up and carry a stretcher because he was um, still on the rock face. So they had to actually get rock climbers in and um, secure themselves, and then get to him and um, deal with him on the rock face. People are rock climbing above Kim's Bay. Yeah, no, there's lots of lots of climbs okay. above Kim's Bay. It's like what along. 12 Apostles. Yeah, if you look at, if you look from Camps Bay, the 12 Apostles, if you look at them, you've got all those rock faces. Um, mm. And a lot of them are very popular. And this particular one was quite a popular route. And it just, you know, the guy was experienced. It wasn't, it was just one of those things. Slipped, fell. I'm not quite sure what, what exactly happened. But accidents happen as well. It's people, not just people who are getting lost. So people look at the, the face of the mountain like, I'm going to climb this. <laughs> Here we go. What I'm going to yes. do now is I'm going to climb the face of this mountain. <laughs> Some people get a kick out of it. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, I know, you, know you definitely not one oh, of those people. Hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the mountain. There it is. Thank yeah. you. You are nice. Yeah. 
Right. Move <laughs> on. You know the easiest way to the top of the If hole, I want to go to the top, I'll do like car. the high cable car. Yeah, you but go. now you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to do this as difficult as I can. <laughs> it's the adrenaline. I think people no, of course, enjoy of course, the, the rush from it and, and the freedom of it. But it comes with massive risk. I mean, rock climbing is is a inherently a dangerous sport. Mm. Um, and, and there's lots of safety in place. And I think... That's probably why I don't do it, <laughs> because if you make one mistake yeah. with the safety, it, it could cost your life. Do we know the extent of the person's injury? I don't, um, okay. but I know that he was uh, lifted off and um, taken to hospital. And yeah, as long as uh, it's a happy ending where they're taken off to a hospital and, and sorted out, mm. um, I think that's all that counts. He's still with us. So, If you're a rock climber, just if you try and convince me, why, why, <laughs> why? Why should I even think about it or consider it? You know, beyond the safety, what what is the the, the thrill? And I'm learning these things, right? I remember um, a guy in high school, uh, Jamie. I forgot Jamie's surname, but he was into rock climbing, and there was a, a whole wall that was they put all those mm. blocks to climb on. I was like, yeah, no, do do your thing, Jamie. It's there was a, there was a guy at my school who I'll never forget. We had a three story building that was face brick. Yeah, yeah, and and he would scale it from the bottom to the top. <laughs> fitting his fingers in the gaps between the bricks with no with no safety harnesses whatsoever I mean, yeah. he was young very the one thing about a lot of rock climbers is they're super super fit you have to be because I mean, mm. you're pulling your own body weight and often your fingertips are holding your whole body weight yeah there's and, a saying on twitter you are belong <laughs> that's, that, that's the saying on twitter like I, I don't know there goes white people again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I want to learn. Well, I don't know. Convince me. 021-446-0567. Um, before we run out of time, safety safety recap. Yeah, so safety recap, um, no incidents reported at the moment um, that I'm aware of. Um, and then just people must know um, where you're going and you know, ex- when, when you need to be back. You mm. need to let people know. Um, I think it, it plays a huge... It, People underestimate the value in that, that if you're not back in time and there's no cell phone reception and, and you're out in the mountains, you're on your own. Mm. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it gets very scary. I'm contemplating at the moment of actually doing a night hike um, as one of my ventures with people that want to come with me um, in a safe zone um, where we literally go out in the cold. I, I want it to be cold. I want it to be uncomfortable. But I want it to be safe at the same time. So we're not going to take a difficult route, but we're going to do a particular walk so that you can experience what it's like to be out in the dark. And what that, it's that like. is so intentional. I want it to be cold. <laughs> yes. I want it to be at night. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is the setting already. Take you, you've got to be out of your comfort zone. To, oh, to, the, the whole no. idea is to get you to realize what it's like Mm-mm. out there uh, when things go south. That The mountains on, are, we always see them as pretty and enjoyable and fun, but there is a dark side to them, literally. <laughs> and you, you've got to be careful about it. And you've got to be, so we must go find that dark side. In a controlled environment, yeah. Go and find it. Go and experience it, um, and and understand it. No, sure. I, I tell you what. When you decide that, right? Let yeah. me know. Yeah. Right. And then on that day, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put on my electric blanket, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my gas heater, and then I'll plug in my phone, yeah, 
and I'll just check your photos. <laughs> right. So, so that's a no from you. <laughs> oh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I like you, but I... Uh-uh. <laughs> Even if I give you an head torch. Head torch? <laughs> this guy is not serious. You know, like, how long have you been doing this for? Don't you know me by now? Uh, and, and speaking of, of the, the dark and the cold, winter hiking is what we're talking about, yeah? Yeah, so winter hiking... Um, I just want people to sort of understand that like we summertime obviously becomes very busy and it and it's fantastic on the mountains. Um wintertime obviously not as many people go out. Mm. Um the risks obviously increase um because wet ground um is inherently dangerous as well. So you've got to just be yeah. You've got to keep keep on your toes and 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 be aware of of what you're doing. Yeah. Um especially on steep ground. Um, when I do walks in winter, I try and avoid in, in really bad weather, I obviously avoid the, the really steep sections. Um, and one of the groups, the, the, the safety tracking system, we often, um, are telling people rather choose another route Mm -hmm. because we know that that route is inherently dangerous. Uh, coming down a section is obviously a lot more intense um than than trying to climb up um yeah it's just yeah there's lots of things that you need to be be aware of um you know the weather obviously plays the biggest factor um and how you prepare your gear Yes. For when you're going out. Let's talk about gear. Because, I mean, we've spoken at length about, uh, you know, what you need to have, but that is within a summer hiking context. So this is winter. Yeah. So wintertime, one of the things I would definitely say is take a hiking stick. Um, one of those those aluminum fold-up ones um, or the, the, the sort of concertina and they can fit into your backpack. Mm. And it's not so much to um, work on your bum leg. Or, or, or try and give you the, the extra support. It's it's to, to try and help you if you're going over tricky terrain. That if you do lose your footing, you've you've literally got an extra foot that right. can can stop you or, or can at least break the fall. Um, and and there've been many times where I've been going down steep sections or and that I'll take the stick out mm. and and it. Yeah, it just gives you that just extra bit of stability. Uh, a lot of people do walk with two walking sticks. I have never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that both my hands are occupied. Um, you slip, you fall, and, and now you're trying to hold the poles. Yeah. What happens? You know, you yeah. you need those hands to, to sort of reach out. What are, what are the some of the good winter hiking routes? So the winter hiking routes, um, yeah, the the. Uh, sorry, I'm just going through. My yeah, come on now, huh? <laughs> good, well, good, are you ready? Are you sure? <laughs> good, good hiking routes would be like Silvermine Waterfall, um, for obvious reasons. You know, you've had really good rain. Uh, Silvermine is really good. Places that I would say, if you're a sort of medium to not so regular hiker stick to the contour paths stay away from the really steep grounds um you just the risk factor just goes up way Mm. too much Mm. so roads memorial um the pipe track also perfect you know there's no the the, the rocks might be wet but you're on a relatively flat surface yeah and have your stick 
And have your stick. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely have that. Roots, I would say, stay away from are things like porcupine above Camps Bay. Um, Castile's port's not too bad, but just be be. What's the issue with the porcupine? Porcupine is just very, very steep. Okay. Um, and when it starts out as diagonal, it comes off the pipe track and then it goes into porcupine, and you're literally walking up a riverbed. So if you're walking uh, up a riverbed and it's yeah, been yeah, pouring yeah. down with right, rain, right, or, right, right. or it starts raining while you're there, there uh-huh. is a potential of it actually turning into a bit of a river, which, yeah, trying well, to walk up a river is not so not so easy. Yeah, you mentioned, um, I think you said Rose, ma'am. Uh, here's a question from from. Errol, hey Errol. Errol Hello. asking, is the hike from Rose Memorial to the Blockhouse safe to do now? Is it okay for beginners or is it a bit tough? I would say for beginners, it's a it's a good start. Um, it is relatively safe um, as any of the routes are. There haven't been any major incidents there. There was that chap that a couple of years ago was attacking people and he got arrested and caught. Um, so, yeah. I, I, again, just be vigilant when you're going on on routes like that, and and go in in larger groups. Mm. Um, is the is the whole Rhodes Memorial area safe now? And I ask this because I mean, um, th- there was a time where at least the the, the perception that I had it was what a red people zone. Were saying was yeah. you know stay away. Yeah, it was it was, and um, in the last couple of years, it's been more cyclists that have been targeted because of their bikes. Mm. The Hikers, not so much. Um, Andre could probably answer that question in terms of his stats that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall in the last year or so roads men being terribly bad. There may have been one or two muggings near the parking lot, but that's about... I know you're listening, Andre. Give us a shout. Let us know um, how is the safety issue around roads, ma'am. And those, of course, who are regulars there, what do you know? What is the, the latest info? 021-446-0567. What are some of the regular problems that as hikers we can run into in winter? Okay, so being unprepared um, for quick temperature drop is a big one. People kind of start off and it's and it's a lovely day set off and the weather turns they haven't checked the weather what it's going to be doing in two three t- hours time cape town is um well known for for having weather change on you in in minutes and when you go up into the mountains that gets multiplied um the the weather can change your visibility can change um, which adds all sorts of um other things so the quick loss of visibility due to cloud cover mist or rain which can lead to disorientation or losing the path. And so that that happens quite a bit. We do get quite a few calls in winter for people that have tried to follow the path and they've got to a point where they're not quite sure, then they start veering off. And Mm. of course, when you've got 10 meters visibility, it just goes from bad to worse because now you turn around and you can't see where you came from. So now you just start walking all over the place and there's just so many places on Table Mountain and, and, and the back table that things can go horribly wrong. We, we've touched on this uh, pre- previously, and I think it was probably last week or when you told us about the the group of people that uh, veered off the trail and they got um, lost on the mountain. But when the weather closes in, um, in the event of the weather closes in and um, you find yourself in 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 a situation where it, it becomes too dangerous to to continue. What what are the the safety measures that one can put in place? Okay, so try and figure out your position as quickly as possible um, before it gets dark. Um, 
alert someone to the fact um, you won't be finishing as planned mm-hmm. and then come up with a new plan. That's the, the, the one thing when, when things like this happen, people panic like crazy yeah. and they don't actually think about what they need to do um, because you don't have a clear head anymore because you're now starting to panic. You're starting to think of all the negative things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to come up with a, with a, a proper plan to get yourself off that mountain safely and as quickly as possible. Try and pick a route that you know. Hmm. Um, if you don't know routes, rather go with somebody that does know the routes. Um, because when that visibility does close in, um, I've I've been on a rescue where one chap said to me, how well do you know this route? And I said to him, you know, if you look in 30 meters on the left-hand side, there's a rock that looks like a, oh, a sitting dog. And sure the guy off. was like, you've, you've got to be kidding. And sure I was like... Off. And of course, 30 meters later, yeah, there was sure a rock. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are out of time. Tim, thank you very much. Cheers. I appreciate it, my brother. And I'm sure next week we'll talk about our next hike, wherever it's going to be. Uh, follow him on Facebook, Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. On Twitter, at Hiking Cape Town. On YouTube, Cape Town Hiking. On Instagram, Cape Town Hiking. Tim at uh, Cape Town Hiking. That's it. That's it.